What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge MMA style. I am the coach. We are powered by the almighty sports line. It doesn't matter the day. It doesn't matter the sport. We've got you covered from top to bottom. Now, a little housekeeping before I bring in the star of the show. Don't forget, coming up on Thursday, soccer-only episode in your feed. Oh, we've got Early Edge Live in your feed. My point is, follow our YouTube channel. It's free. Turn on the notifications every single time we've got new content. We're going to drop it right to your feed. You will be notified just like this show right here, right now. My man, Andrew Gombas, four years. How about a 10% return on your investment? If you tailed his picks, we're bringing him in right now. Andrew, welcome back to the early edge. How are you feeling this week, sir? I'm feeling great. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm out. And we got two cards that we're going to talk about coming off a one in one night on Tuesday on the Dana White contender series. So let's jump right in because we got a lot to get to. We're going to start with Bellator 268. They're traveling all the way away from Mohegan Sun. They're getting out of the COVID world and now getting back into arenas with a crowd. So we're going to go to Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Prelims start at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The main card starts at 10 p.m. Eastern time on Showtime. It's in the family. So first fight, prelims, Berkamoff, Willis. Willis is the underdog, plus 175. Berkamoff, the favorite at minus 175. What do you like here in this welterweight matchup? Yeah, so Julio Willis is a tough, uh, well-rounded fighter, but I'm extremely high on Mukamed Berkamov. Hopefully I'm saying that right. I, I practiced it a few times, so. <laughs> uh, but he, he's the much cleaner striker here. I think he's going to be one step ahead of Willis at all times. Uh, Willis is going to need to implement a wrestling-heavy game plan here. I just don't see it happening. I think Berkamov should be a wider favorite than he is right now. I always like it when you say that because anybody that's new to this show, we kind of use our baseline at minus 200. Anything below it, we don't, we feel very comfortable giving out as a straight pick. Anything above, we may throw it into a parlay. It's certainly below that. So get this pick in right now. Play number two for Bellator. Let's go Henry Corrales. Minus 115 this is basically a coin flip. Uh, Vladislav uh, Parabchenko is minus 105, a featherweight bout on the main card on Showtime. What do you like? Yeah. So I like Henry Corrales here. I think he's a much better striker. He's fought the way better competition. Um, his opponent has a Sambo and a judo background, but in his last fight, he really showed to have issues closing the distance and that Sambo background becomes meaningless when you're at range. He was low volume. Um, and I, I just think Corrales is going to be the one throwing way more strikes on the feet. I think he's going to be more comfortable at range. And I, I'm, I was a little surprised to see this one to pick him, to be honest with you. I love when you say, I was a little surprised to see the number where it's at. That makes me feel really, really good when I'm tailing one of your picks. Makes me feel great. All right, let's move now to the UFC. They're going to be in the apex. It's kind of been cool how the UFC has settled into the smaller cards. They don't want to spend all the money on rent and take it to the big arena. So they stay in the apex and then the big pay-per-views, they now are going to the big arenas. I think it'll be a good business move for them. So this week for Eastern, is the prelims 7 p.m. Eastern is the main card a much better start time for the UFC doing it like this let's go Andrew Sanchez Bruno Silva Silver's a favorite minus 138 middleweight and this is the final fight on the prelim card what do you like coach you just said you like when I say it so I'll do it one more time I just don't understand this line I was surprised to see Andrew Sanchez uh, the, as the underdog here he has a big wrestling advantage in this fight he's also clearly shown improvements on the feet uh, over the last few years and I see some big holes in Bruno Silva's uh, game which include his grappling um, and his striking defense I don't I think he kind of tries to 
defend strikes like a boxer. He kind of keeps a high guard, which leads him open to body shots, leg kicks and takedown attempts. Um, and last week I had mentioned that Chris Gutierrez, who was minus 250 at the time of filming, I had instructed everyone, or I should say recommended that everyone wait on that line because I saw it coming down and it closed minus 220. I'm going to do the same thing here with Andrew Sanchez. I would play him at plus 135, but I have a feeling we're going to see a better number than that. I bet he closes plus 150 or wider. So if you want to get that in now just to secure it go ahead but i think if you wait you're going to end up getting a better number on this fight no it's great advice i also believe that if you're seeing the holes in silva's games that sanchez's team has seen the holes in silva's game and they will capitalize on that on saturday all right fight number two from the ufc we're going to go Fiero, minus 220 favorite taking on Mara bueno silva love saying that name plus 195 as the underdog is a women's flyweight the small quick fighters this is on the main card what do you like so just like the last fight i touched on i see fiero going under minus 200 here this fight was booked a few weeks ago got canceled a ton of money came in on bueno silva i'm not seeing what everyone else is seeing here i think i think fiero is the much better striker i hate how bueno silva walks forward keeping her head on the center line i think this is not the fight you want to do that in i think she's going to get knocked out i think fiero um is should be a much wider favorite than she is now but again I think if you wait on this line, you're going to get a better number because last time this fight happened, or last time this fight was supposed to happen, a lot of money came in on Bueno Silva, a lot of action. The line drastically changed from where it opened. So I, I think we're going to see that um, line continue to close as the week uh, goes on. But coming off what you just said, it begs the question. If you think she's going to get knocked out and she doesn't move her head out the center line, how would you feel about playing uh, Firo to TKO or KO? I didn't look up the number. I didn't know you were going to say that. But if you normally the women's fights, it's very hard to play for a finish. They just don't finish a ton. But you said you like her to get knocked out. Would you play the TKO or the KO? Yeah, so I, I was hoping for a better line on this one. Um, last time I checked, I think KO was about plus 165 to plus 185. I don't hate it, but at the same time, I, I think there's so many things that could happen in a fight where it's like, do I really want to limit myself to one outcome? Which yeah. I do plenty of times, but not at that number, if that makes sense. Like this is plus 300, plus 350. I'd probably be playing Firo by KO, but I think, um, yeah, there you go. So plus 150, I mean... If, if you want to have a little extra fun on the fight, if you, I think that's her most likely um, win condition, but I also think she's capable of winning a decision as well. So I'm personally going to lay the money line on this one. See, I love when we bring up the number because it's a great way to educate the audience at home that when you don't have that big of a difference in an MMA, betting somebody straight at minus 220 or to win by a specific weight at plus 150, that's not a whole ton of value there. Not in MMA, not in MMA, maybe in basketball or something like that. So, I'm going to bet it straight at minus 220. Then you don't have to worry about the way they win the fight. And I'm I'm completely with you. And I understand exactly what you're saying. So thank you for that. All right. Moving on to the next fight. Eric Gonzalez, Jim Miller, the wily, gritty veteran, Jim Miller. Now, he's a favorite in this fight. Minus 200 lightweight division main card. You like two plays here, perhaps. What do you like? 
Yeah. So unlike the, the last fight, I am playing a, a specific prop on this fight. I'm also playing the money line and get this coach. Jim Miller is returning to the octagon here for the, his 49th professional fight. I mean, that in itself is just remarkable. He's clearly, he's been there. He's done that. And stylistically, I think this is the easiest matchup he's had in a long time. His last four wins in a row have come by submission. So I think that's an extremely likely outcome here. Gonzalez was taken down and held down by much lesser grapplers than Jim Miller. Um, so I like his money line. I played it at minus 178 earlier in the week. I still think there's value on it right now. Um, and I, I like um, submission plus 290. I think it is as well, considering that's how most of his wins come by. And just having seen Gonzalez being out grappled by uh, decent but not great grapplers on tape. I, I think this fight's kind of tailor made for him. Yeah, to get him down to the ground, and, and and just like what you just said, plus three hundred, we can get value behind that. And if it's going to be on the mat the whole time, then that would favor the sub as well. So I love those two plays together. Now I know a lot of you out there are saying right now, well, you, you you tell me to get the plays in, but then I've got football, I've got to play it. It's all about money management. You've got to be able to make a lot of bets with your bankroll or lower your unit size because if you don't beat the number you're going to start losing more than you win. It's all about getting the early edge. How about that? All right, let's go to the next fight. Andre Arlovsky and Carlos Felipe. Uh, this is basically a coin flip too. Minus 105 for Felipe. Arlovsky is plus 100, even money. These are heavyweights. And we know, Andrew, in the heavyweight division, anything can happen. Talk to me on this one. Yeah, coach, let's not overcomplicate this one. Andre Arlovsky has gone to decision in eight out of his last 10 fights. And you'd have to go all the way back to 2015, which I think is 18 or 19 fights ago of his from the last time he found a knockout or a submission. And on the other side, we've got Carlos Felipe that's had four fights in the UFC. All four fights have gone to decision. Neither of these guys are crazy big hitters. Uh, both seem pretty durable. So I was very, very surprised to see the line for the over two, five at minus one eighty five here. I honestly have that closer to minus 300. I think that's about a 75% outcome. So a ton of value on this. I, I think this number is going to keep going up. So the sooner you get it in the better. Yeah. The one word that comes up with me when I talk about these two fighters is slog. Everything's <laughs> slog. It's like slow and just, you know, and, oh, geez. So, but that's great for the over at minus 185. We'll take that all day long. All right. Here on these episodes, I make my guy give me a pick for every single main event. And this main event, it's kind of unique. It's kind of fascinating that it's even happening. Aspen Ladd minus 130. Norma Dumont plus 110. I've heard these names before, but, but where Andrew? Yeah. So we've got Aspen lad who missed weight at 135 pounds a couple weeks ago. Now she's up at 145 pounds, main eventing against Norma Dumont. So she missed weight. <laughs> a couple, she missed weight by a pound or two a couple weeks ago at bantamweight, and all of a sudden they brought her back in to main event at featherweight, 145 pounds. And the reason they did that is normally you wouldn't reward someone for missing weight, but the the roster is so thin at 145 pounds that they need girls willing to step up and do it. So Aspen Lad's doing that here. If you remember on the show a few weeks ago, I really liked Aspen Lad in her last fight. I like her here a lot too. I played minus 108 uh, earlier in the week. She's currently minus 130. I still think there's plenty of value there. I don't think Norma Dumont has a defensive grappling to keep Ladd off of her. So I'm rolling with Ladd one more time. Hopefully all, all the weigh-ins go smooth this time and we can finally see the fight <laughs> play out. Do you not have any reservations? Because every main event we know now in the UFC is five rounds, not three rounds. So not only did she miss weight, but she's going to be going five rounds. Any reservations there at all? 
Coach, I don't think she's going five rounds. I think she's going to get on top and finish this fight, whether it be by submission or oh. TKO. But she also, also that is a valid concern. And just watching Aspen Ladd's prior fights, she has shown to have good cardio, hasn't shown any issues. And it's not like Norma Dumont pushes a pace or anything like that that should be of concern. So I'm comfortable with this fight being five rounds. I'm comfortable with it being up a weight class because that's another question I would get a lot too is, oh, well, Dumont's bigger. Yeah, Dumont's bigger on paper. She's fought at 145 more recently but she only has a one inch reach advantage over aspen lad here she's only an inch taller so i think a lot of the um the size advantage here is a little bit overblown uh, excuse me the size narrative is a little bit overblown here yeah. and i think once aspen lads on top of her it might not matter that much anyway nothing drives me more crazy than when i play a side in an mma fight and 10 seconds in, you know exactly you made the wrong decision because, uh, you know what I mean? You've probably done that before. Oh, too. You're like, oh, my God, what what was I thinking? And that oh, happens God. a lot because you, you read the narratives instead of really doing your homework. And that's why I trust guys like you or Ian when we had him on as well. So believe me, I've learned my lesson. I don't try to be the expert. I just try to run the shows. That's all I try to do. All right, we're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap for all of Andrew's picks from Bellator and from UFC. So we're going to go Bergamoff and Corrales on Bellator Friday night. And then on Saturday, we're going to go Sanchez, Ferro, and then Jim Miller to win straight at minus 200. Then Miller to win via submission plus 300. He does that. You win both, obviously. Then Arlovsky, Felipe over two and a half rounds. You heard the staggering numbers. Both guys go the distance like 90% of the time. And then Aspen Ladd in the main event, minus 130 over Norma Dumont. All right. We are fired up. Remember, MMA, soccer, football, money management, money management. Let's go. We got a busy, busy week. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these MMA tickets straight to the pay window. For my man, Andrew, for the jeweler, I am the coach. Remember, every single day, it doesn't matter the sport. Turn on those notifications so you don't miss anything. Don't tweet at me on Saturday. Say, coach, where were those Bellator picks? We can only lead it in water. We can't make you drink. All right, tell your friends your favorite sports betting show of record. There's only one. We like to call it the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.